0: Well, hello. Today, I'm sharing a conversation I had with my friend, Bonnie Jean Schaefer. Bonnie shared her testimony and her experience as a single Christian woman, what it looks like to live differently in a world that's constantly trying to tell you what to do and how to live your life, who you are, who you should be, and really how to shift your mindset from feeling unworthy to being significant, no matter what your marital status is. Bonnie, also known by her pen name, author DK Drake, is a fantasy author, a podcaster, and a Christian writing coach. As a published author of four novels and a host of a top 2% globally ranked podcast, Bonnie stands for proclaiming God's truth, living life on purpose, and vibrating with creative energy whether you're single or married or not yet old enough to check one of those boxes. And she stands against uncertainty feeling stuck, and settling for mediocrity. I hope you tune into today's episode no matter what your marital status is because the nuggets that she shared are fantastic. I personally love to hear her talk. She closed us out in 2023 Renewed Conference and she's just so gifted and she shares those gifts with us today. So I am excited to share this and I pray that it blesses you. Let's do it.
1: Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, And better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with? If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party and let's dig into today's episode.
0: Well, y'all, I have my friend Bonnie Jean Schaefer on the show today, and I'm excited for you to meet her on the podcast. But if you are already inside of 2023 Renewed Conference, you know Bonnie. She actually closed us out conference week with a fantastic, fantastic presentation. I was blown away by it when I first saw it, and I watched it a couple more times. So if you haven't already caught that, there's still a chance to grab that access for free right now for another week. Go to herenewstrength.com forward slash conference, but we're here to talk with Bonnie. So Bonnie, thank you for being on the show. Oh, so glad to be here. Yes. My listeners may or may not know you, so why don't you just share your testimony? Who is Bonnie? All right.
2: Well, first of all, I am a servant of God. I've been a Christian since I was four years old. Oh My My mom led me to Christ after family devotions one evening. Um, and I remember asking her a question about something she had read. My dad was working. So it was just uh, me and my three older sisters and I asked her a question and she was like, all right, you other girls need to go to bed. And her and my oldest sister, Laurie saying, is Bonnie going to get saved tonight? Mom's like, I don't know. You need to go to bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she sent my older sisters to bed and we talked. And then I just remember kneeling at the couch and, was following her lead as i prayed and asked god to save me and i remember still remember feeling just the power of the holy spirit just i felt something different and something just pure and precious i wasn't sure what it was at the time but now mm-hmm. i understand oh that was the holy spirit and any time growing up like throughout my childhood any start of a doubt was was that real? Like I, I, the doubt couldn't even didn't have any room to bloom because I was mm-hmm. like, no, i go back to that experience. No, nope. I asked God to save me and he saved me and I know he is real. And so I've of course made mistakes, yeah. lots of mistakes along the way, but um, throughout my whole, whole life, all I've known is knowing God and seeking him and doing my best to serve him.
0: Oh my gosh, I want to cry. That reminds me of my daughter. She was four when she asked Jesus to save her, and um, and it's interesting because you and Faith are the only friends that I know who are friend Faith guys. You maybe you've seen her, you've heard her on the podcast, but um, you're the only two like adults I know who have been Christians for so long since you were tiny little girls, right? And so I think. Um, when I have had conversations with people like, oh, kids don't really know. Like, I'm so grateful that the Lord brought you both into my life because that happened before I met you. And then I met you girls and I'm like, it is possible. Like, and, and the fruit is there. Like the fruit is evident in the life of, of my five-year-old now. Um, So to know that there is no discrimination against age right like right even the the little ones are are able to make that decision and know what you're doing like understand it
2: yeah and I remember even like going into college you know I had a was up for a couple of scholarships and I had this one interview and I was like no I was like I'm not sure what I want to study but I know who I am and yeah these are my values and I'm like, well, how can you be so clear on that? You're, you're, I was like, because I've got the Bible and I know who I am in Christ. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what I wanted to study in college. So I just studied, I just got a degree in Bible. I was like, oh, I'll figure I'll train for life rather mm-hmm. than a career. So I was very happy with uh, with my decision because yeah,
0: um, I learned so much um, yeah. those four years in college. A great investment spiritually and financially, considering that most people with a bachelor's degree don't do anything relating to what they studied. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good on you. All that wisdom. You see, she was already wise, wise, wise. So what do you do now? What does your life look like now? And what are you kind of passionate about? What, is, what sets you on fire?
2: Oh, so many things. Um, well, now I have a full-time job. I work as a business process consultant for an insurance company where I do fun things like write underwriting guides and step-by-step procedures for um, the call center or back office. Mm. Um, But that's something I've just been doing for the past year. I've had quite a slew of jobs along the way. I remember my senior year of high school, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was about to graduate with this degree in Bible no clue about what job to get once college was over, February of 1999. And I was in class and a professor um, was talking about the difference between dreamers and doers and mm-hmm. how doers just make things happen and dreamers just dream about things and have these great visions. And I was like, oh, I've got so many dreams, but I just, I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm not a doer. I don't know how to do anything about it. And then she quoted Psalm 37, 4. And you know, delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. And I was like, what? That that verse is in the Bible? Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah.
2: And so I had to go back um, to my dorm and just read it over and over. I was like, Oh, you know what I really want to do? I want to be a writer. That's the desire that God has given me. Yeah. So I'm gonna be a writer. Yeah. I was like, but what are what are my parents gonna think? What are what is everybody gonna think? That seems kind of a silly, ridiculous dream. It's like, but you know, this is, this is what I want to do. And so when I told my parents um at that time, I was like, I wanted to be a screenwriter. I wanted to write movies. And, and my dad's like, well, you know, a lot of the best movies are based off of books. What about writing books instead? And I was like, oh, duh. Well, duh, that just Dad. sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um so I remember on that ride home from college, I remember exactly where we were when we had that conversation. I can still see the the field on the left and the mm-hmm. um, green grass on the right. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. So I'm going to be a novelist. And so mm-hmm. I've been pursuing the whole novelist dream since February of 99. Been a lot of ups and downs. And so I just took jobs that would just get me by. So I've had all kinds of jobs that have given me lots of experience and being able to see things from different perspectives. Um, I have ended up writing not one, not two, not three, but four novels. Um, Mm. And I started my own publishing company. I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial bent in me. My dad's a carpenter and, um, you know, runs his own, um, he's a self-employed carpenter. I've worked with him for a couple of years. And so I've always wanted to have my own business, but I wanted Mm. to do some writing. So I started my own publishing company. And so I've published... One book under my name. That was my very first book. Not a great book, but hey, I did it and I got it done. And then (laughs) it sold, I don't even know, very, very few copies. And so I kind of gave up on the novel writing thing for a bit. And then I was working at Starbucks and some friends were, you know, some cop friends would come in to get coffee. And one's like, hey, you need to, I was writing, started writing short stories because I gave up on the whole novel thing. One's Mm -hmm. like, hey, you need to write a story about cops. The other one's like, no, you need to write a story about dragons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm just, I, I write about normal things. I don't write fantasy stuff, even yeah. though I kind of always wanted to. Yeah. Um, so I was like, no, I just write. And so they just kept pestering me. I'm like, all right, fine. So I write a short story called Cops, Robbers, and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And I posted it on the blog that I had going at the time, and it got a lot of good feedback. And I was like, well, that was a lot of fun to write. Yeah. And so then I just took that and I wrote my first fantasy novel called The Dragon Collector. And so while doing that, I also live with a couple of my sisters who are um, also single. And we just haven't found our men. We're like, but we love kids and we want to have a family. So why not foster? So, about, I guess it's about six and a half, seven years ago, we started fostering kids. We took in two, um, a brother sister um, combo. One was three at the time, the other one was nine weeks old. Um, And that was in 2017. And then in 2018, we added um, a little baby right out of the hospital. She was a how old was she? she was like two months old at the time, but she has spent her first couple of months in the hospital. Yeah. And then the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, we added the little girl, Lauren. Um, so now they are nine, six, five, and almost four. Um, So my sisters and I take care of these four kids. We were able to adopt them. My one sister, Julie, is the actual mom. She's adopted them. And my parents live right down the street. My aunt lives beside of her. So we have a whole little community here um, helping us raise
0: these kids. That's so cool. So for anyone who is like, wait a minute, what's the setup? You, your two sisters, right, live together. So you and two other sisters are in the same home raising four children who have officially been adopted by one of your other two sisters. Correct. Yep. And then you also have extended family who are continuing to walk alongside you and be part of your village. Exactly. Yep. That's so, so sweet. Oh my goodness. And your you and your three uh, two sisters are single. Correct. Yep. Okay. So talk to us about Single life as a Christian, what does that look like? And what have you found to be some of the things that you struggled with, some of the things that you love? Some of the things that I've struggled with are
2: where do I fit in? Mm -hmm. Where do I belong? Yeah. Like, I know that having a family is a good thing and I know that it's valuable and I know and so just trying to understand okay yeah having a family is valuable but I don't have a family I don't have a husband does that make me less of a woman because I've never found that I mean and I'm talking like I've never even had a serious relationship I've gone on dates here and there with guys but nothing that's been anywhere close to a relationship mm-hmm. um my sisters they've had a couple of relationships but Um, nothing just lasted and one i've got high standards my dad's a great guy and that's right um, and i'd rather be i'd rather be single than be
0: stuck with the wrong guy yes no settling yeah someone Um, needs to hear this oh my gosh i wish i was like you when i was younger but i you know thank god i found the lord brought me to a a fantastic person, but so many toads that I did settle for prior to that time and so many terrible decisions. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's just that, um, and
2: I even would wonder what was wrong with me. Why Mm -hmm. wasn't I attractive? Why, why didn't anybody want to be with me? And then I even had one of my, a family member ask me that. When I was in college and still feeling quite insecure, and you know it was just the expectation: hey, you go to college, you find a guy. Yeah, I went to a Christian college. I didn't find a guy, so yeah. of course, there's got to be something wrong with me. Yeah, and so for decades, I've been holding that with me. I mean, what what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And recently, um, just this past year, I've been you know studying Ephesians, mm-hmm. and um, so I have been reading it and also listening to a sermon series on it. Um and as I was getting to it, I was like, I was getting close to um chapter five. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna skip the whole section on the wives and husbands thing. That doesn't mm-hmm. really apply to me. And I was like, no, it's in the Bible. Maybe, maybe someday it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I'll just go ahead and listen to to this what he has to say about this section but Mm -hmm. you know i just will kind of not really pay a whole lot of attention because it doesn't apply so i'm listening and then he's and it was alistair Begg, who's who's the preacher he has truth for life um listen to his sermons all the time Um, anyway so he was like all right so getting to chapter five and he says you know your identity is not tied to your relationship status but to christ I was like, "Oh," and and he even says in when he's um, speaking that maybe if the world wasn't so attached to relationships that people would find more strength in Christ than they do in their um, their marriage relationships, and mm-hmm. maybe people wouldn't feel as forced to get married if they understood the truth of the scripture if they understood who they were in Christ mm-hmm. and and there is pressure to get married just to get married yeah but that's not what god wants for us he wants us to find who we are in Christ and how to live effectively for him and so far god hasn't brought me a man yeah and so i am going to stand strong in my identity in Christ
0: amen amen i think a lot of uh, what I believed as a young girl was influenced by thinking that being with someone else as a significant, you know, romantic relationship, uh, significant other slash romantic relationship was what determined my um value as a woman, like how good of a a, a girl I was or how important I was. Yep. It's so interesting to say that out loud now as an adult, as a woman who walks with the Lord, I'm like, what a lie. Um, but I was very much focused on romantic relationships, not God. And I think that's some of the the downside of like pushing romance in culture and and it permeating even like family culture, you know? So- what I, what I am realizing is that it doesn't sound like your immediate family focused on that too much because I feel like if they did, maybe you would have thought about it differently, but it doesn't sound like your parents really pushed that.
2: No, they were, they always encouraged us to um, seek God mm-hmm. and follow his call for our lives and to make our own decisions. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about I mean, now they, my parents have been married for 51 years and counting,
1: mm-hmm. so it's
2: not like I don't have a good example right. in a relationship. It's not like they don't want that for us. And and I know, you know, my mom is, you know, you know, praying for you. It was like, even though I know you think it's hopeless, I'm I'm still praying for you, but it's not, hey, we think we, you have to get married and, yeah. and you, you have to do this. It's like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's, like the next step, like the next logical step for a majority of people. Mm -hmm. But that just hasn't been the case for me. And just being able to come to grips with that and understand that, hey, I do have value. Mm -hmm. I am important. I am significant, not because of who I am, not because of any gifts that God has given me, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but because I'm made in the image of God.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And he has saved me from my sin and I can rest in him. And I am Bonnie in Christ, Jean Schaefer. Yeah. That is who I am. Yeah, that's where my significance comes from.
0: That's right. Yeah, and Paul was single, which is so cool because he did so much for the expansion of the faith and just continuing to minister and witness to those around him. And he had the capacity to do that because, no doubt, he didn't have you know familial ties that required him to be responsible to other people. So there was a verse I wanted to bring up and I referenced it before you and I started actually recording, but it's in first Corinthians chapter seven and the two verses are eight and nine. I'm gonna read it at NIV. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do, but if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. So when I have seen that verse, I guess the first time I saw it, I was like, hmm, should so then should we not consider marriage? But um, but I don't think that's what he's saying. So what do you make of that verse? And and when you think about how that applies to the Christian who is unmarried today, what would you say um as as you're thinking through this?
2: the way that i've cuz i've definitely studied <laughs> read that passage studied it trying to figure out exactly what paul is saying there um the way that i've understood it is that if your lust is going to get the better of you mm-hmm. and if you need if i'm trying to even find the words for it mm-hmm. um but like for me, God has given me the ability to overcome my lust and to mm-hmm. not focus on the physical. Yeah. And and to not burn with that desire mm-hmm. and to not um to have the wisdom to not put things in front of me that's going to fuel that lust that I know is in here. Yeah. But But because I am in Christ, it doesn't control me. Yes. I don't. I'm very careful about what I watch. I'm very careful about what I read. I'm very careful about, you know, what I, who I'm around so that I can stay focused on Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that I'm not constantly oh, woe is me. I, I don't have a relationship. I don't have anybody to be with. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I've got God. And so so I don't have a relationship. So I do have a flexibility to study more, to serve God more with the talents that he's given me and to be able to plant more seeds. Mm-hmm. So that's So there's flexibility that comes from being single that yeah. you don't have when you're married. And so that, therefore, I believe I have a greater responsibility to get out there and use my gifts in business. Yeah, because I am single, yeah. and I don't have that. I know we've got kids here, but I don't have that. Um, male relationship. My my sisters and I. It's not the same. It's just not. Oh, it's <laughs> as, not. Yeah, as far as having um, a husband. So. So I think there's um, just that freedom and that responsibility to be productive and to get things done and to use the gifts that God has given you. You Yeah, you should use your gifts, whether you're single or married, right? but how you use them and what fruit that you should expect to get, I think, differs depending on your relationship status. Now, do I think that having a husband would be beneficial absolutely it would be different I'm not saying it'd be better is different yeah but it would be different
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I don't think there is a better or a worse right Of course I've never known the other so that's also makes it easier to be able to abstain from fleshly desires because I just have never put myself in a situation to give in to those mm-hmm. so so I don't know what it's like which I think is a blessing I agree. So I would rather just stay focused on who I am and where I am right now, um, Mm -hmm. unless God brings me um, that quality guy that I've hoped maybe is out there, but we just haven't met. Yeah.
0: A lot of nuggets in there. So I think your mindset is just very, you have your laser focus on the Lord and that's so crucial. I think there are, those of us who didn't know the Lord earlier in life. And so we're kind of like catching up on all of these wonderful things that you have have grown into adulthood holding on to. And with that, it reminds me that, like you said, it's not worse or better one side or the other. Like you're still going to use your gifts and talents. But as I think about what you shared, I realized like my my first ministry is my is my nucleus, my family. Yep. And that's very different. And it's also very demanding because there is a dependence that we have on each other. And a lot of that dependence is on me because of the role that I play within my particular family ministry. From there, I can pour into the church and I do. My local church, I think being part of a local church is crucial. I think it's an absolute non-negotiable when you're a Christian being in community and pouring into that community because we are the body of Christ and that like, right. we're, we're going to be seeing each other in heaven, right? We're supposed to be doing that work here and, and spreading the gospel. Um, but I can spend less time in the local church because number one, my kids are really young and they need a lot of me. And the second thing is that even before that, like my husband is my, he's, he's number one after God, you know? So with that, you have an advantage to be doing maybe even more uh not deeper work but you know pouring more of the gifts and talents that you have into the local church and I see that with a few people in my life who are either widowed or unmarried um I don't I don't know that a lot of people have a lot of unmarried friends who walk with the lord so if you don't mind could you speak to what a day Uh, like a typical week looks like given your commitments and things that you do in your free time and include your business pursuits. Some of the things that, um, some of your relationships, like what does relationship building look like for you as an unmarried person and male relationships, if any, in your life.
2: All right. So I work from home, so I don't get out and about much. Um, so I wake up, uh, in the mornings, try and get up a little bit before the kids so that I can um, do have a little bit of prayer and mm-hmm. Bible study time. But my yeah. mind doesn't really function very well when I first get up, so it's a uh, I put my headphones on and I li- I've recorded scripture of me reading, and so that I can hear it. So while I'm going through my routine of getting ready, I can put some scripture into my heart while I'm doing the mundane things of just getting ready. That's good. Um, And then get the kids up, get them off. um, And then I have about um, maybe about 30 minutes between when the kids go down to my mom's house for breakfast um, Mm -hmm. and before work starts. Um, And that's my focused Bible study and prayer time. Because by then I've gotten up, I've moved around a little bit and my brain is waking up. So now I can... Actually, think a little bit more. Um, <laughs> you understand words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then um, I got my work day. So, and that's on my computer on the other side of the room. So I've got my own separate computer for um, my work. Um, and then I'll, on my lunch break um, or my um, regular breaks that I'm allowed throughout the day, I'll either um, go do exercise or have meetings that I need to have with um, like my work friends or the authors that I'm working with Mm -hmm. or just doing some work on my podcast. So I'll use uh, my time that I have during the day to work out and to do business stuff. Um, And then in the evenings, it's family time. So I do my best to just put my phone away and get away from the computer. I like to go out after work and take the dog, take the dog for a walk. Mm. Um, sometimes I have the kids come with me if they're home already. Um, and then we always eat family. We always eat dinner together. I'm not big on cooking, but my sister loves to cook. So mm. that works out well. It's <laughs> so, a win. Yes. A um, win. and then usually try and get the kids to bed around eight, eight 30 Um, then my sisters and I will have our own debrief time at the end of the day was debrief and pray at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And then that'll leave me with about an hour, hour and a half to work on my business stuff, do anything um, as far as writing or learning or podcasting. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my typical week. And then on Saturdays, I like to go for a long run. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I'm running, I'll listen um, to a sermon or some worship music, Mm -hmm. or sometimes I just don't listen to anything because I just like to think and pray and just enjoy being outside and away from the computer. So I try and do outside stuff on Saturdays so that I'm not tied to the computer like I am throughout the week and get outside and play with the kids and do yard work and all of that stuff. And then on Sundays, I teach children's church. Um, and Sunday afternoons I'll either get out and go for a hike or do some writing work and then Sunday evenings it's family time again Um, and then I'll also um, work on using that time to kind of debrief my week and get myself set up for the week ahead so I don't do a whole lot of socializing because of where I've been but so that's, I could do more, but I don't quite know how. And right now I just am working on getting the foundation, all of, of, of the books that I'm working on and the podcasting and everything. I just need to get a little stronger foundation there of, I'm working on a book called Single and Significant, and it's mm-hmm. working on getting that written so I have all of my ideas and um, processes in one place. Okay, this is this is what the foundation and framework of my life looks like. and this is what's important. This is how you find your identity in Christ. And hey, you are significant, single or married and this this is how. this is this is my blueprint and maybe it'll help you too. Um, so I'm working on that. And then once I get the book done, then my mission is going to be, okay, get out there and start speaking about it. Mm -hmm. I believe that like in the conference, when we were um, fasting and praying and, you know, just got, Hey, what direction do you have for me? He's like, you need to do three things. You need to write, you need to speak, and you need to coach. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Just write what I tell you to write. And then speak about it. And then, for those that need help implementing these things, um more so than just by reading a book, mm-hmm. then coach them. Yeah, And so that's that's what I'm working on is keeping things as simple as possible. Just write, speak, and coach.
0: So here's what I'm hearing. You are a very focused person. You are very family oriented. You're helping your family, you're helping with the responsibilities of your family and you're plugging in where it's appropriate, where you can help and be a blessing. And you might not be out in the world, but you are in a very important place where the Lord has you and you're using the gifts and and the passion that you have for God to serve these kids, to serve your sister and your your. You're all working together to cultivate a safe environment for these kids. And if people don't know, a lot of kids who are going through the foster system often come out of places that are unsafe. And so it takes a lot of work to to help to, number one, create a safe space, and number two, help them feel safe in that space. Uh, so yes. so yeah. that's, yeah, so you're not, it's not like you're chilling. You're not just out here. Right. you know, uh -uh. relaxing, maxing and relaxing on a Sunday, you're doing hard work and you don't have to, but you want to, and you are obedient to do the work that the Lord has authorized you to do. And I, I love your heart. I love you. Oh, thanks. I
2: love you too. And just the, the constant encouragement and, um, that, that I get from your podcast and, and from you. Yeah. We yeah. we are
0: friends off of the podcast space, y'all, so we talk. <laughs> yeah. But I think one thing that I hope to, uh, at the very least, leave our audience considering or thinking about kind of in their own prayer time and and um, Bible study time is how God is going to use their season of singleness if they're in this season whether it's for a lifetime or whether it's for just a season, right? So what advice would you give the woman who's listening, who is in this season? Maybe she's never been married or maybe she's newly divorced. Um, What would you say to her? We need to focus on three things.
2: Knowing God and just understanding his design and how he's designed our hearts and minds and bodies to all work together. Um, and then knowing yourself and mm-hmm. respecting your strengths like who are you? what's your what are your character strengths? what are your talent strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are mm-hmm. your values? Just understanding who you are in Christ and then it's not the whole just believe in yourself. no, it's respect your strengths. Hey, this is what this is who you are in Christ. this is these are the skills that God has given you to do. So you need to use them mm-hmm. and you need to be active. And then finally, you need to know your targets. What is it that you're aiming for? Mm-hmm. And what work are you doing to hit those targets? So instead of focusing on, oh, I'm alone and what was me? And I just don't feel like I belong anywhere. You belong in Christ. Mm. Know God, know yourself, know your targets and get to work. And if God has someone out there for you, then while you're busy living for God, he's going to bring that person to you. And if he doesn't, you're busy living for God. Your life is fulfilling. You are okay. I'm in a Sunday school class where I am the only single person in there. I mean, and there are what, four, I think four couples and then one that just got married, and then another one that has a boyfriend. Um, and four of them are all pregnant. Like they all got pregnant right around the same time. So yeah. walking into this, like when they all started getting pregnant, I'm like, oh man, do I even want to stay in this class? I'm a little bit older <laughs> than everybody and I just don't fit in. I was like, yeah. you know what? No, these these are my friends, and one okay. of them is my running buddy. And so we meet um once a week to go for a run and I was like, just because I'm single and am not having any kids doesn't mean I don't belong here. That's right. I, I want to be with these people. So I'm able to just walk into that class with confidence, knowing that I'm there with fellow Christians and, and I belong. So it's nice being able to not depend on my relationship status to feel like I have any value and just... Mm just focus on God and find what
0: he's called you to do and get busy doing it. That's right. Yeah. You said that you're working on a book called Single and Significant. And the word significant is so, I feel like people only really use it when they're talking about the quote unquote significant other. Uh Um, And so just knowing that you don't need the other to be significant is such a, A mindset shift for some, some women. And I hope that that lands. So thank you, Bonnie, for sharing your testimony, for sharing what God is doing in your life. I know that I personally love all the ways that he's using you. And I would love it if you just share where people can find you, what you have to offer and how you can help serve our sisters in the faith. Yeah, sure. So you can um, find me. I've got a website,
2: Um, I've got um, a podcast called Rise from Stuck. And you can get your Rise from Stuck starter kit if you want to get out from being stuck in your woe is me and am I really important kind of um, life. Hey, get your starter kit. You mm-hmm. got a core convictions prayer. I pray that often, reminding me what is truth. And how do I stay focused on who God is? Yeah. And then, um, so it just has some really cool things in the starter kit. You can email me hello at Bonnie Jean If you're like to read some fun fantasy fiction, you can mm-hmm. pick up, um, my books. Um, they're, um, available on Amazon. I do write under the pen name of DK Drake and have a separate podcast called the author DK Drake show. Um, yeah. Where I even read my books um, on Fridays on my Fantasy Fiction Friday episodes. So, um, but yeah, so The Dragon Collector, The Dragon Hunter, and The Dragon Protector are the three books that are on Amazon if you like that fantasy fiction that you can read with a clear conscience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll link everything in our show notes. So if you are on your podcast app and you want to connect with Bonnie, everything will be right there in blue hyperlinks for you. No need to search. And we'll definitely be having Bonnie back in the future. But again, if you didn't check out the 2023 Renewed Conference, Bonnie closed us out with a very visually and uh, story-wise powerful presentation. Probably the the presentation that like impacted me the most because I was not expecting it. You know, so um, go check it out and certainly connect with Bonnie when you are tuning in after. So thank you again. I love you. And thanks for having me. To everybody listening, whether you're single or married, you matter. And remember to be focused on the Lord. We love y'all and we'll see you on the next one. God bless you.
1: Sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.